Hey guys, I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to the Efficiency Bee Podcast, where we focus our time, money, and energy on all the right things to enjoy our bold, balanced, and blessed lives. I'm your host, Melissa Leone. I'm on a mission to redefine feminism, and dare I say, end it. You've heard of a busy bee, a honey bee, a queen bee? This is Efficiency Bee. Hey, hey, hey guys. This is Melissa Leone. I am your host of the Efficiency Bee podcast. Today is my birthday. That's right. Today is my 40th birthday and I'm so excited. I'm not usually a birthday person. I can't even think of the last time I was like looking forward to celebrating my birthday. Not that I don't like birthdays. I'm just kind of indifferent to them, I guess. Um, My daughter, my middle daughter's birthday is tomorrow. So for at least the last eight years, I've been highly focused on her. Um, But this year feels so different. And I don't know if it's because I'm 40 or because I'm finally comfortable in my own skin. or if it's all the things I'm just so blessed to have, or all of the above, but I just feel like this year is gonna be remarkable. Um, I had originally planned on announcing my podcast to the world today on my 40th birthday, and I, I launched it early, and I'm so glad that I did. I have enjoyed doing the podcast. This is number 11 or 12, and I've really enjoyed it. So if you've been listening, thank you so much. I have some incredible guests lined up. I've had some incredible guests on thus far, and I'm just really, really grateful that anybody's willing to listen to me. (laughs) And as I learn from, from new people and get new ideas to share. Today, I was hoping to reflect on some of the things that I have in my life that I'm so grateful for and kind of give you the roadmap that it I took to get here. You know, I have an incredible career, uh, one that I built over 16 years with a luxury hospitality company, and without them, I'm certain that I would not be where I am today. I would not have half of the skills or the leadership ability or the speaking ability that I do now without them. With that company, I was I was with them 16 years, and traveled to 15 countries. I lived in four different states and just really, really was part of a family. And I'm so, so grateful for everything that I learned there. And and I, I did leave that organization about six months ago and I miss them every day, but it was it was time for me to spread my wings and, and do something else. So I also have a full-time career uh, with a large organization, a corporate, a corporation, and I don't talk about them much, but I'm very grateful for the opportunity there. And I, I'm also a business owner, which I know I've talked about before. I co-own Two Cents Consulting. Um, I'm an aspiring author. I have a publisher. I'm halfway through a book that I called Efficiency Bitch that I look forward to launching uh, later this year or next year. And I have a trademark. I don't know if you guys know, but I trademarked Efficiency Bitch. Yep, sure did. 
um, and I have this awesome podcast. And how did I do all that? Like, I, I look back at the last 10 years and I said, how did I get the time and energy to do all of that? And I wanted to tell you one of the pillars that helped me get there. And you're going to think this is totally crazy, but it's multi-level marketing. It is absolutely one of the ways that I was able to stop doing the things that I didn't enjoy and start making money in the things that I did enjoy. Now, multi-level marketing, you know, people call them pyramid schemes and direct marketing and network marketing. It's all the same stuff. Um, but I just wanted to tell you that I learned an enormous amount of business from multi-level marketing. I uh, joined a multi-level marketing company for the very first time in 2014, and I climbed the ranks there pretty quickly just because I enjoyed it. I wasn't buying all the product. I was, I was just having fun, and actually my sister and I did it together, and we both got up to really high ranks in the, in the structure. And what it also did for me is it gave me that extra pocket money. And I, we were living paycheck to paycheck at the time and we were going into, you know, we weren't able to buy things. Let's just put it that way. So back then we didn't have the extra money to pay for housekeepers or to go to Disneyland or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. We were living within our means on a very tight budget. Um, and we had two kids and the third on the way I got actually was pregnant when I was with that multi-level marketing company and I started making like $10,000 a year and I didn't see it as work. I saw it as fun and it enabled me to afford daycare and a fancy stroller and, um, a housekeeper when I was pregnant. So it really was one of the pillars that helped catapult me into the successful career that I have today. And when people ask me how I'm able to do all the things, I think from the outside looking in, people assume that I must have 50 hours in the day. But you guys, I don't. I have 24 just like you. And I spend a solid eight or nine of them sleeping. I am like the best sleeper in the world. Um, but I... I figured out how to get rid of the work that I wasn't good at, and I figured out how to get rid of the work that took me a long time to do, and I paid experts to do them. And I did that. I found that extra money through multi-level marketing. So I encourage you, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I want to do that, I want to do this, I want to try to do a podcast, I want to try to write a book, I want to try to start a business, I want to try to take a sewing class, Whatever it is that you feel like you don't have the money to do, find a multi-level marketing company that you like, the product that you like. It's easy to sell it when you love it. Um, and, and learn from the best. Don't just start buying stuff or hounding people on social media. Find ones that work. You know, I'm still, um, I'm a, I don't think they call us like sellers at Isogenics, but I am a referrer of Isogenics. I've been using Isogenics for over three years and I'm obsessed with the product. And so I don't make my living doing it, but I make a good five or $6,000 a year doing it and it pays for my Isogenics. So 
if I wanted to start, you know, advertising it more or trying to sell a little bit more, I could make a little more money on the side, but I'm perfectly happy with it just paying for my product, right? So find something you love. There's so many different options out there. So that's one of the things that really I think helps people. Um, you could find a side hustle, right? Like it doesn't have to be multi-level marketing. I like multi-level marketing, particularly for women because there's a lot of leadership training involved. There's a lot of public speaking involved. You, you get training out of it, at least in the good organizations and at least in the good teams. So be picky if you want to talk about it and ask questions. I'd love to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out. Um, if you want to talk about that, but maybe you want to clean houses in the evenings on the weekends. Maybe you want to do a car wash detail. I mean, there's so many things you could do. Do Instacart, do DoorDash, do anything, Uber, right? All of those things count, in my opinion, as side hustles, as, as side businesses, so that you can make that extra money doing what you love to do. And I, uh, I just wanted to encourage you if you needed to hear that today. One of the other things, the second pillar, I think, uh, that's helped me tremendously over the years is to declutter on a frequent basis. Every single weekend, I declutter something in my home. It might be the linen closet. It might be the pantry. It might be the kid's playroom. I don't do it all at once. I pick the thing that just kind of strikes me in the moment. I don't track it. I'm sure I could. Um, I don't have that big of a house. I don't have that much stuff. So it's not terribly complicated to keep track of, but I do have three kids and they make a mess and they get stuff kind of all over the place. So it's nice to have it in order. Um, occasionally I'll reorganize the files in my office. I have some paper, not a lot, but you know, the supplies. So I know where things are or my, my closet, I'll reorganize that every once in a while. So I have found that just doing that periodically really helps keep everything organized in the house over the long run. I had a team of amazing organizers, uh, Life Simply Organized. If you're in the Mesa Gilbert area, I highly recommend them. Um, but they came in and helped me organize my pantry. She put a system in place. So it wasn't just like she cleaned out the old stuff and you know organized the new. She put a system in place so that the kids' food was where they could reach it. The... Um, Treats that I didn't want them to have access to or where they couldn't reach it. The, you know, different things were put together in a different way. So it made more flow sense of the kitchen. If you can do things like that, bite-sized chunks, just go after it. Don't try to like Marie Kondo your whole house. You're going to overwhelm yourself and not do it. So my advice is take the things that come at you each day. Take a bite. If something bothers you and you're looking for a pen tonight, Organize that drawer. If you're looking for your favorite black shirt tomorrow morning, organize your closet this weekend. Just take things one step at a time, one bite at a time. It really helps. It helps me to have a clearer mind uh, if I know where things are, right? I don't spend a lot of time and energy being frustrated that I can't find my keys. I know where my keys are. They're in the same spot every day. So things like that are really, really helpful. Um, and... And dishes are another thing that I'm really big on. I can't stand to have a lot of dishes like spread around the house. So a couple months ago, I got the kids, I bought a blue set, a green set, and a red set. I asked each kid to pick their color and I instructed them to only use that color. And 
they can use their dishes at will, you know, for snack or for playing in the backyard, whatever the hell they do with all this stuff. And once their dishes were dirty, they either had to wait for the dishwasher to run once a day, or they had to wash it themselves. And we've had a dramatic drop in dishware use in this household. And people are always like, oh, well, they'll use each other's. Mine don't. I, I put strict rules down. You only use yours, nobody else's. End of story. And they've been cool about it. So I would advise you if you have things like that that are annoying and frustrating, find a solution. If you want to talk about it, again, call me, text me, email me. Um, I love, 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 love coming up with solutions to silly lifelong problems um, because they're annoying, like little mosquitoes, right? And so just slapping them is so crazy satisfying to me. <laughs> and then my third pillar, the thing that I, I know for sure has had the most impact on me is I had a plan. I sat down and I roadmapped where I wanted to be in five years. So I did this five years ago. I didn't do it 10 years ago, but I said, you know, I wanted to be debt free. We are debt free today. I wanted to have traveled. I have traveled quite a bit, granted most of it for work, but I leaned into the fact that I could travel for work rather than pulling myself away from it. I wanted to have my own business. Guess what? I have my own business. I wanted to write a book. Um, you know, I set down these things that seemed like totally bananas, crazy. Could I ever do them? They don't have to be things that are going to happen tomorrow. They're just like the long-term goal. And then what you do is you break it down into little chunks. And again, you just start taking one bite at a time. So one thing that has been on my goal list for the last three years, you guys, three years, is to be able to do a pull-up. Still haven't done it. I get like a lot of momentum at the beginning part of the year and you know I'm almost there and then I just stop and I've never been able to do it. I'm back at it again. I think I'm actually going to get pretty close really soon. So it doesn't mean that if you don't hit that original goal, you have to give up on it altogether. Like if it's important, go get it. My husband likes to run. I don't like to run. I don't. Um, but I've been trying for a long time to want to like to run. <laughs> I do this exercise program. It used to be called Run Bet. I think it's called Way Better Now. You, If you watch me on social media, you've probably heard me talk about it. But there's all these different bets that you can place. So it's like, say it's a $40 game. You pay $40 for a game and the game entails half a mile today, a mile tomorrow, two miles the next day, let's say, at a 18 minute pace, which is like a walk. And if you do that, there's a GPS unit involved. If you do that, you get to keep your 40 bucks. If you don't do it, you lose your 40 bucks. And then the benefit of being one of the winners is not only do you get your $40 back, but you split the pot of the people who lost. So I have found a lot of little things like that that have helped motivate me towards the end goal that I'm trying to get to. And I don't love running yet, but I still do the dang games all the time. I think I'm on three years of that as well. And I haven't stopped. <laughs> um, I wanted to golf. I wanted to learn to be a golfer. I have a little golfer man on my um, bulletin board to remind me that I want to play golf. 
Am I a good golfer? No, but I like to play and I want to get out there and do it. So it's just little things like this that you can remind yourself that you want to do. I want to be a professor. I want to teach at university one day. And I had started to look down that path a couple, maybe maybe like a year and a half ago when I was trying to reevaluate my my career path. And it's still on my agenda to some at some point do that. But today it's not the right time for me, but I still really enjoy teaching for Two Cents Consulting. I'm going to do a coaching class pretty soon. Uh, and, and I really like that. I like, I like being able to give my knowledge back to people. So it's still on my, on my goal, right? I guess my point here is you can plan things out and then if it doesn't happen when you say it's going to happen, it doesn't mean it has to disappear. I had said I would write the book by my 40th birthday. Well, today's my 40th birthday, you guys, and I don't have a book in my hand, but I sure as hell have a plan to get there and I'm on my way. So if you can come up with your plan, couple, come up with a couple sprints that you can do, get them done fast, uh, give you some momentum, and then come up with a little bit of the longer term ones, it really, really helps to, to keep it moving. And then my final piece of advice for getting what you want is to get good people changing. I shouldn't say changing, evaluating who you spend your time with is one of the most important things I think we could possibly do. There's an old saying that says you're the average of the five people you hang around. And it is so incredibly true. And for the last little while, I haven't really wanted to hang out with anybody but my family. And for a long time, that wasn't true. Now, I have some awesome friends, awesome, awesome, awesome friends, and I love you all uh, if you're listening to this, but I've also realized that the four other people living in my home have so much value to bring me every day. My kids teach me something. My husband is an absolute rock star. So I would just say really focus on who's around you, and if you have people in your life that are bringing you down, that are not encouraging you to do the next thing. Maybe some of those people are in your home. Have a conversation with them about it um, and just tell them what you do need to hear and what you do need to get to the next level. I know when I started my business, when I started the book, when I started the podcast, a lot of people in my life who loved me a lot and had complete positive intention for it were kind of discouraging me from doing all those things. Like, oh, you're going to get too stressed out. You're going to be too busy. Don't do it. You don't have the time. And I know with every fiber of my being that it was it was good intentioned, but it didn't sit well with me because my soul was telling me to do something more. And if you need somebody to give you that push and that encouragement and keep after you, um, I will give that to you all day. In fact, I've had two amazing women, I'm still waiting for you girls, um, to come on the show and talk about that because I've had two people reach out to me since I started the podcast who have said, I have more on my heart, I have more on my mind, I want to give back, I've been thinking about starting a podcast, how do I start? And I have invited them both to come on and talk about it and I'm coming after you guys. <laughs> um, but But anybody really, like... I hope that it's an inspiration to you. I'm humbled that I get a little bit of people to listen. I think so far there's been 250 downloads, and I'm so humbled by that. Um, but 
but I'm also like really, really proud of myself for going and doing it. So I want to give that to you today. Um, this, the thanks for listening, but also the let's go, right? Like what else you want to give to the world and how can I help motivate you to get there? I am a big, big advocate of, of fighting for what you want and, and pushing yourself. Um, I'm also a big advocate for listening to yourself. And if something starts to not feel right, you have to take that, that sidestep. And there's definitely been times in my life where I've done things because I felt like I needed to, or I was supposed to, not because I actually wanted to. Um, you know, a good example of that is I was a Girl Scout troop leader for a while. I felt like I had to. I was a room parent for Riley when she was in kindergarten. Felt like I had to. Um, I was a PTO president for a while. Felt like I had to. I didn't actually want to do any of those things. I, I met some awesome people along the way, don't get me wrong, but those things weren't like filling my cup. They were just filling my to-do list. And now I have found things that really fill my cup and don't feel like a chore. They don't feel like work because I enjoy it. And I've also figured out a way to monetize those things so that I can put the money back in so that I'm only doing the part that I really want to do. I know I've shared it before here, but I have an amazing woman who helps me with the podcast and I get to just talk and then she helps me build it. And she's loving it because it's new information for her. She's learning things. She can do it from home when her kid's home, gives her some extra pocket money. There are solutions out there all around you. And if there's something that you want to do, go do it and go do it now. That's all I got today. I'm about to head out and go celebrate my 40th birthday with my family. Well, guys, that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. Keep spreading that EV love. And remember to find me on Facebook at Efficiency Bee. Until we meet again, be bold, be balanced, and stay blessed. See ya.